Hi, welcome to For Streaming Out Loud. This episode is on HBO's Bad Education, a film starring Hugh Jackman and Alison Janney, and it follows the financial scandal in a Long Island school district. And for the first time, it's not just me, I'm actually joined by a very special guest. For this episode, I'm joined by my good friend Neil Cooper of Assassinations Podcast. Hi, Gordon. It's great to be here. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, I joined you on your podcast where we talked about uh, Martin Scorsese's epic The Irishman. Um, I don't feel um, bad education is of that same ilk, um, but we'll, we'll find out what you think of it. Yes, certainly. Um, so... The first thing I started to see when I was um, when Bad Education was kind of announced is film Twitter started to get very very excited for this film. Mm. Like, um, and I don't know if it's because people were starting to get starved of not going to the cinema, um, but I feel like the hype around this was really very great. And after it was released a few weeks ago, I don't feel it necessarily. Um, got less after people watched it. Um, There was Oscar talk about it. Well, that's a little surprising because, I mean, I can understand people being a little bit starved and it's certainly um, a a pretty good film and better than most of the fare that you'd see in the cinema. But it doesn't really seem like a movie that people should or would get excited about. I think people must be pretty, pretty starved of entertainment if they're actually getting jazzed about a film about, you know, like um, local government fraud. Yeah, you know, the the story is interesting. I, I was interested in it. And um, since my wife is a school teacher, um, we watched mm. it together. And one of her comments is, Oh, I bet you that happens all the time everywhere. It's <laughs> <laughs> not encouraging. Um, so that was so that was um a fun comment. Um yeah. and I know people have gone really all in on Hugh Jackman and his performance. Like the the um criticisms I've seen is like he is going to win Best Actor if these people had a vote. Mm -hmm. I don't get it. Yeah, well, I can see, of course, Hugh Jackman, total A-lister, one of the most famous and beloved actors, and Alison Janney, um, really a very well-respected actress. So I can see why people would be excited with even those two people in the cast. Um, and I thought Jackman, I think he is a fine actor. I can't say I'm a, you know, I'm, I can't say I'm a great fan, but I think he's a good actor. I really like Alison Janney. Um, She's but very I, I, Yeah, I, I think that um, it's a little surprising for me to hear that people are quite so enamoured of his performance, which I thought was very good, but yep. like, not exactly haunting. Yeah, he was very good. And I feel like because he's got so much buzz that the Alison Janney performance has been really overlooked. 
And she's just terrific in this film. Just terrific. Which she normally is anyway. Um, and I don't know if it's because it's seen as like extending his range or something. Like, mm. oh wow, you can play like a baddie, sort of. And they didn't expect him capable of it. I yeah. Don't, I don't know. Well, in a sense, he played a baddie in Les Mis because it was such a cruel and terrible film. Really? I know this, is, <laughs> I know this isn't what we're here for, but other than the obvious bad singing of Russell Crowe... Oh, yeah, that, that was really the problem with the movie above all else. Actually, Hugh Jackman was, was pretty good. It's an easy yeah. movie to rag on. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um... Well, it's better than Cats that you then went on to make, so. <laughs> um, I found this film to just be a bit strange. I actually found mm. the tone to be a bit weird. Um, because I'm supposed to be laughing at points, but I'm supposed to be laughing at points that it's at its most kind of dramatic. And I can see that in like a really serious horror film or it's really ratcheted up the tension at times the filmmaker will put in bits of humor just to as a like a release valve but mm-hmm. it didn't feel like necessarily needed it here it just felt weird like am i really supposed to be laughing here while um the alice and jenny characters being kind of confronted by all their colleagues in this kind of storeroom sort of thing, I thought, I don't quite know what's going on. Yeah, it it was a weird film. In a way, it felt like it was three different movies, mm-hmm. each with a different lead character. I feel like the Allison Janney character... It was kind of like a Silver Linings playbook-esque role that was like a comedy, tragedy, drama sort of role where I think perhaps, I'm not saying she did a bad accent, but it was a strong Long Island accent. And that tends to lend itself to comedy. (laughs) (laughs) And I think there was something about... It's not something I'd thought about, but but I can see it. Yeah, and it's this very broad role where she's sort of like, you know, the the real housewife of New Jersey type character with the conspicuous consumption, and she is a bit ridiculous. And it has this kind of um, dramedy feel to it. Mm-hmm. And then that doesn't really sync up, and it feels like actually quite a different film than the uh, Hugh Jackman story, because that's very um, much more... You know, there's a, there's a greater sadness, there's a greater pathos, uh, and it's kind of almost like one of these um, sort of not quite arts house, art house, maybe more like mumblecore sort of mm. very low key movies when it comes to him. And then with the the high school reporter uh, played by I think it's Geraldine, I might say her name wrong, Viz uh, Viz the, the the young actress who plays the the student yeah she reporter. was really good she was she was uh, great uh, but her storyline which I actually liked the best 
Um, mm -hmm. It felt kind of like a, like Spotlight set in a high school. And it just had a certain kind of momentum that I found quite appealing. I actually wanted to spend more time exploring this case, uncovering it with her. Absolutely right. And actually, when the, the title card's at the end saying kind of what happened to them, I actually want to know what happened to her. Did this inspire her to become a journalist? Like, what's she doing? Well, I looked this up because for the very same reason. I was like, I want to know what happened to this person. Yeah. She's awesome. So apparently she is an amalgam of several people at the school. So it, it really was the school newspaper that broke this story, which is amazing. It's wonderful. Um, and for dramatic purposes, of course, they've changed it up in the movie. But the it was a, a small team of student reporters with the help of their teacher like what, what would you call it teacher supporter or overseer <laughs> i don't know what oh, the yeah, terminology the is the program yeah, yeah the, the teacher responsible for the program really encouraged them and knew that he was uncovering something terrible about the school and said to him well look this is what you do you report the facts without fear or favor so i think the uh, the uh, main student reporter character was really an amalgam of, of a few different people I do hope the lesson um, from it does actually get through to um, a lot of members of the mainstream press mm. in, in this country, certainly. But you're right about the the kind of three acts in this film, because we're introduced to um, the Hugh Jackman character, who's the superintendent of this um, school district of these incredibly wealthy um district like the the homes and people are earning high six figure low seven figures like precocious children mm. go there and he's like seems to be like the best teacher ever he's like super engaged he knows how to speak to the students and the teachers just like this super teacher the the fraud from the Alison Janney character is revealed and that's explored but the way it's played, there's no indication that there's anything larger. Like you would mm. think that the superintendent, if he's doing if he's doing bad stuff as he was, and your underling, he's like, oh my god, like this is bad news. And it was never played like that. Then all of a sudden, it's like, oh no, he was he was at it as well. Yeah, and they do talk about some of the numbers at the end of the film, and it is a vast amount of money that was stolen. And you've got to say, what school district wouldn't notice well in excess of $10 million going missing over the space of a few years? This must be an incredibly wealthy school district, or there must have been quite a few people turning a blind eye to this. Yeah, there there must have been like the Which, um, yeah. the way the auditor is portrayed. Um, I'd like to see what he has to say for himself. Yeah, uh, I mean they do talk about complicity, sort of after the fact when it is uncovered that this is taking place. You know, the parent council kind of goes along with it because they don't want to rock the boat and they don't want to devalue their homes if the school gets worse and all of this stuff. But I feel like with the scale of the fraud in real life, uh, which I think totaled 
um, over $11 million, yeah. There there must have been quite a few people involved. And I believe at the end, in the end titles, they say that the Alice and Janney character stole just shy of $5 million. Yeah. Um, the Hugh Jackman character stole over $2 million. But that that still leaves, I mean, what's that? like? That still leaves $4 million that was stolen. And I don't know where that went. There's no indication in, in the movie. So I, I think probably in real life, this was more than just two people. This was actually probably quite a lot of people stealing money and a lot well, of it. Well, it's interesting because as you say, the Alice and Jenny character stole way more than the Hugh Jackman character, yet we're focused on Hugh Jackman. And as his story proceeds, and I actually really hated the ending to this, to this movie. And when you see him in prison and then he's like walking through a corridor and he ends up in the school and they're all kind of cheating for him because um, they were number four in the country for getting people into into Ivy League schools and now they're number one. And then he starts to cry um, at the end. And I felt that why would you focus on him and not the person who stole kind of more money? I felt they were easier on him than her character. Even I know she stole more money but it just felt uneven in how they were they handled that. Yeah, I thought so too. Uh, I actually think that they they kind of let him off the hook a little bit. I mean, yes, they, it's clear he stole money. He did what he shouldn't have done. But, I mean, he doesn't really get the same villain edit that the Alice and Janney character gets. Uh, I mean, she's really just shown as crassly avaricious, whereas he's more like, well, you know, I, I indulged myself, I treated myself every now and then. And because the film really focuses on his personal, um, how could one put it, his uh, personal uh, conflicts and his emotional and romantic life, it really kind of gives him a little, maybe a little bit of a pass. I mean, this is someone who defrauded the taxpayer and children of millions of dollars in order to just line his own pockets very greedily. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I really didn't I really didn't like the ending to it. I, I did enjoy it. It did hold my attention. Um, it's more... Uh, three-star film for me I wouldn't I don't depending on how it goes I don't think I would put it up for any awards really I wouldn't probably give no. it no I think I, there I, were there were flashes that were really good I thought that the relationship between the the teenage reporter and her father was dealt with really nicely I thought it was good that they made those connections between the fraud going on at the school and what's going on at Wall Street in Wall Street round about the same time, round about 2007. And then like the complicity of these very wealthy parents protecting their house values and turning a blind eye. That's all, that's all quite well dealt with and not in a particularly heavy handed way, but somehow the movie was just a little bit unsatisfying. And there was a part of it that, I don't feel they took the most engaging 
line. I think they, they focused an awful lot on the Hugh Jackman character's personal romantic uh, conflicts or relations, which is fine. But is that really the point of this film? Is that is that really what this film is primarily about? I don't think so. Sure, I didn't think that necessarily added very much at all, other than, as you say, to humanise one character over another. Mm. Um, and um, it was nice to see Ray Romano. I am actually quite a fan of Ray Romano. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he didn't have much of a part in it. Um, but uh, So yeah. he, he was good. He's a scene stealer. He's a very um, he's a very uh, on screen. He has an attractive presence, and your your eyes kind of drawn to him whenever he's he's in it. Uh, and I think that was the same when he was in The Irishman as well. Yes, um, you know he's got a stronger natural accent. Mm. Um, which kind of helps. I mean, he's got his moustache in tow as well here. Um, so, so it, it's, it's good to see him. But, yeah, for all, the, for all the hype, I was left a little underwhelmed. It's clearly a TV movie. Oh, yeah. They don't think if they were going to make this into... Um, into a cinematic release, it would have been somewhat different, you know, quite different. And I'm not even saying just like the scope of it and the topic, because we've seen films about this that are very cinematic. It just wasn't this one. No, no. I think what American cinema does best is the tight investigative procedural, the um, the spotlight type movie the um you know these sort of 1970s all the president's men sort of movies that really you're you're drawn in it's kind of gritty it's fast-paced you're uncovering things with likable or at least relatable characters and you know i feel like this could have been that this could have been the sort of good undercover detective you know sort of exposing complex characters and it this ended up being a little wishy-washy yeah you're right i think if it had um and that's all down to the script ultimately it's let down let down by the script and what they're choosing to focus on and maybe they thought well we don't want another one of these investigative journalism stories because we we've had them i wonder if that's Mm. what made them shy of it yeah maybe maybe but overall i would say it was uh it was an enjoyable film it held my interest and i feel like i learned some stuff about what was going on yeah i'd never heard i had never heard of this particular case i had heard that georgia um, a few years ago was mired in a cheating scandal where school districts some had been threatened with not being able to give out GEDs and whatever else. I did hear that was going to get made into a film with maybe Michael B. Jordan in it, so I'm not sure. So this might just be the start of school school scandals 
as a yes sub genre. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's it. That's that's really what education needs at this time. Uh, let's focus on the scandals. <laughs> that's right. Well, um, of course, these will all soon be historical dramas, as school is apparently going to be done away with. You know, I would say that um, certain. I think it was Utah was trying to get rid of the twelfth grade, even before this happened. Um, yeah, there's a lot of anti-intellectualism out there, so that doesn't surprise me. Um, yeah, who knows uh, what's going to happen with, with all that. Yes, well, we shall see, we shall see. Well, I think we've probably talked um, the death out of this. Maybe <laughs> yes. necessarily inspires any more <laughs> conversation. But I do want to let everybody know that Assassination Podcast is one of my favourite podcasts. Neil, do you want to give a little bit of a um, rundown as to um, what your podcast is all about? Yes, so it is Assassinations Podcast, and we look at political killings throughout history. Uh, Our very first episode was on the murder of Grigory Rasputin, and our most recent episode was a two-parter on the alleged assassination of Robert Maxwell. So in all these cases, we look into the intrigue, sometimes the conspiracies, the facts as they are known, and mix in a little narrative history, um, some factual stuff, and I sometimes do interviews as well. Uh, And overall, just try and paint a picture of the time and the place in which these terrible, often earth shaping events take place and i'm currently working on a new episode on the murder of olaf palme the swedish prime minister Ooh, i am looking forward to that one i think i saw that there was somebody had made a documentary about that as well oh i need to check that out yeah um i can't recommend your podcast um highly enough i always look forward to the to the new episodes well, thanks very much. It's assassinationspodcast.com. Well, that was the show. Thanks for listening. You can follow on Twitter at StreamLoudPod. And I've started to write some reviews. Um, so I'll be posting them on Twitter as well. And it'll give you the link to the new website, which is still a bit under construction. Um, but I'll, I'll get there eventually. So until the next time, thanks so much.